just met someone and the conversation leads to the inevitable question. So, what do you do? A simple question calls for a simple answer. But what if your answer is never simple? What if your answer defies the societal norms? What does career happiness mean to you? This show dives into convention-breaking career choices, uncovering narratives of working professionals, and creating a space for those who wish to pursue their passions. This is So What Do You Do? Hey guys! Today in the studio, we have Becky Porter. So Becky, what do you do? Hi, thanks for having me. So I am one of the senior matchmakers with company 3-Day Rule. So Becky, just tell us a little more about yourself. Yeah, so I am from a small town um, called Millbury in Massachusetts. And I'm 26 years old. You know, I grew up in a small town, so I grew up on an old farm. Um, and it wasn't really running. And so I grew up with a lot of cornfields and land and kind of not a lot of neighbors with my younger brother and I have an older sister. So that's pretty much my story about how I grew up. I was dancing a lot. Um, I grew up, probably started when I was like two and a half, three and went all the way through high school with that, danced competitively, then went to Bridgewater State University and studied communication disorders, so speech therapy, and I got my bachelor's in that, and then moved after that to New York. Awesome. What three adjectives would you use to describe yourself? Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Well, I can think of like what other people would use to describe me, which is like sassy, friendly, and compassionate. I think I always like to keep people's interests close to my heart. I always want to make sure everyone's okay. I always want to make sure everyone's happy. And I think that obviously goes into this career very well. But I love connecting with people. I'm definitely can be more on the introverted side. Whereas like I can get drained from it and do need time to recharge. But I really one-on-one talking with people I love and I, I feel like I find ways to connect and find different commonalities that maybe you wouldn't just at first glance. And I think especially living in New York, you walk by so many people and it's interesting because I take those meetings with all those people essentially Mm -hmm. and find kind of the common ground. So yeah, that's how I would explain it, describe myself. That's awesome. And I think that compassion really ties in with what you chose as your major back in college. Mm -hmm. So we know that you majored in communicative disorders. And was there a point in your life where you knew that this was not what you wanted to be doing? Yeah, so I was thinking about that. And I don't think that I hit a point where I realized that I really didn't like it at all. Mm -hmm. I I still like it. I still actually find it really interesting. I started with that. I graduated. And then I went off and and taught special education um, in Brooklyn. What I've found, there's kind of a common pattern with the things that I'm drawn to. And it's coaching people. It's talking with people. It's you know, finding out their goals and helping them towards that. I think that kind of just my job, my interests, and my expertise has kind of evolved. But I do think the common thread between all of those has stayed pretty consistent. Mm-hmm, definitely. When your friends and family found out that professional matchmaking was your career, mm-hmm. was there some sort of reaction to that? Yeah, so I remember I actually was interviewing for the job, really interested. I called my mom 
and was like, I definitely think this is like a perfect job for me. What do you think? And every and then like every single person I told was like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> um, I always sum it up to me just being nosy. But <laughs> I was always the friend like pumping people up for first dates, calling them after the dates, like the day after asking how it went, you know, giving dating advice, setting my friends up. Like I was always wanted to be involved in that. And that's pretty much what I do on a daily basis now. Mm-hmm. Um, so people weren't really that surprised and they were definitely really supportive um, and kind of saw that it wasn't too far-fetched for me to be good at it and enjoy doing it. That's cool. How did you actually find out about this job opportunity? Yeah, so I found a listing online um, and they reached, and then they reached out to me um, and I, you know, they sent a few things over and I took a look at their website and I really liked the concept because it's a company we're nationwide it's females strong females Mm -hmm. um, and we're trying to go back to that kind of you know old fashioned approach to matchmaking but make it hip and cool and I think that we, you know, all the people working for the company are so enthusiastic about it. And um, it's really fun to work there. And, of course, we're also trying to make a difference in people's lives. So I think when I saw all of that, I got, like, more excited about it and really wanted the job. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of women work there. So we can see all mm-hmm. of this female empowerment, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And we're all just really close. And um, it's interesting because we're in so many different cities at this point that... Um, you know, you'd think, of course, we're really close just in New York, but we have um, company retreats where we, like last year, we went to Palm Springs and we all were just in this house and we did all this team building. And mm-hmm. it's really fun to get close, not only with your team in New York, but the teams just across um, the whole country. That's so awesome. So Joanna and I are in college and what we see with the younger generation is this emergence of technology for dating. So we see apps like Tinder and Match.com start to boom. Mm-hmm. What makes handmade matchmaking stand out compared to these apps? Yeah, so I actually always tell my clients when they first are interested in working with me or they first decide to work with me, I, I actually suggest staying on the apps. I think that it gives us still a really good look into the pool that they have and that we wouldn't find otherwise. And so I think that's always great. It's a good way of connecting people for sure. Um, so I do always suggest that. And I always say to not put all your eggs in one basket. I do think with um, what we do, it's, you know, we're meeting people in person, we're vetting them, we're finding out, you know, people open up a lot in those meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even have to kind of push so much. Sometimes people like talking about their past and their background and relationships and what they're looking for. And so we can find just a lot of insight and it's different than the apps. But also I think, you know, what's missing sometimes today is the human connection piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely get that. We can get the gut feeling. We can use our intuition. And so I think that's just what what sets it apart. I think both together are really helpful as well. That's interesting. Yeah, so we'd just like to find out more about the three-day rule matchmaking process. So, for example, if Arnell and I were to come to you as clients, Mm -hmm. um, how would that work? Yeah, so it's super fun. Um, First, what we would do is we'd sit down and I have, you know, a lot of questions and Sometimes they they definitely kind of evolve throughout the meeting, depending on the person. Um, But it's mainly to get to know you, your background, things you like to do for fun. Like, just get a sense of who you are. And then I jump into, if you're thinking about that ideal person in your head, who is that person? So we start to talk about must-have 
like to have is we really break down certain things and dive in deeper to you know a lot of aspects about what you're looking for in a match um then what we do is we'd set you up with a photographer that we work with he's great he takes great photos that we'll use to match you um and then what we do is we have a massive database and so we will actually go through there and figure out who looks good on paper um and once we kind of figure out who you know, we think could be a good fit, we have to make sure they translate in person. So we'll set up meetings with them. We usually meet 10 or even 15 people before we introduce you to one. Mm -hmm. um, so it takes a while. We like to compare. We might meet with one person and say, I'm going to wait till I meet with this person tomorrow and kind of see how that works. Um, once we do have that person in mind and that potential that we're really confident about, we'll jump on a call with you. And it's not blind setup which is really nice. Um, we'll actually send photos. We can try and answer any questions that you have. We send over a bio that we put together about them. And then once we do, then once you're excited, um, we connect you too. So we'll send your number over to them. They'll reach out. It should kind of feel like a friend setting you guys up yeah. and it shouldn't feel scary. It should feel exciting and fun. Um, and after the date, the thing that I think is really cool and kind of unique about us is we get both sides feedback. So it's, you know, this process is not only just to find a partner. I think for a lot of people, it's to learn to date better or different. And so with that feedback, what we can do is we can say, hey, you know, you said you really liked this guy, but actually he wasn't sure you were interested at all. I, you know, talked to him a little bit about that and he said you weren't really smiling that much and it's little things like that that mm -hmm. can make all the difference and it can click and then you don't have an issue anymore and you're getting second dates and you're getting third dates. Um, so I think that's something that's really valuable too is like hearing the other person's feedback. Sometimes it's not so much fun. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's more fun. Um, but that's kind of how it continues with the amount of matches that you have with us. Mm -hmm. Um and we're, I always say, like, use me for anything and everything dating. So I am your right-hand woman for dating. That's a really good way mm -hmm. to put it. And I think yeah. the feedback is really interesting because sometimes when we use dating apps, we always have this sort of, like, wall between us. So we're like, we don't want to text first. We don't want to text Absolutely. too early. Yeah. But at, with someone there with a real human connection, I think, makes it much easier. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, it's nice to have someone to push you a little bit yeah. like I'm there to yeah. push a little bit um I think the biggest thing is is making a good connection with the person I'm working with but then it's like hey listen I know you told me you want this he has all these other things that we talked about however give this a shot let's talk about it and like sometimes it really works and I always say people are packaged differently than what you think but I think what's you know good about this is I can meet them and be like okay I know this is one off um, but I can explain them and still explain why I think it's a good fit. And sometimes it's just like, like I said, a gut feeling, an in intangible thing where it's like, I just want you two to meet. Um, and I think that really helps people because they, they really do know what to expect when they walk in there because they'll know that everything, you know, that they wanted is there, but this one thing is not there. So it's like not a surprise because mm -hmm. I think the thing that's kind of stressful about dating, especially now, is that... <laughs> can be really surprised when you walk in the date <laughs> yeah. or even through setting up the date or all of those things. So hopefully we, you know, try and eliminate um, and facilitate like an easy meeting and, and following up and all of those things. Mm -hmm. 
It's great because we're always so nervous to talk to guys. So I think this would be perfect. We were talking about this. Like, we should try out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. And we have our free pool, too. So I always say, like, we have so many different options. There is the premium, you know, member piece where that is a fee. But we have our free pool and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people Mm -hmm. nationwide that have joined our pool. Mm -hmm. And so I always say it's like such a great place to be because we'll just reach out to you as someone great. You say yes or no. Yeah. We meet with you. We talk about it. We, you know, tell you why we think these things are a fit and um, so forth. And then, you know, it could be your guy or your girl. You know, we don't we want to help everyone. Like mm-hmm. everyone deserves love. Um, you know, we have clients of all different ages and interested in all different things. And I think what's cool about it is I think for me, you know, I do hope and, and you know, it's turned out to be true. Get really close with my clients and you do care. Mm-hmm. And so it's someone on your team that really has your best interest at heart. Um, and, you know, finding out not every person wants the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, I get to find out those things and kind of Um, individualize each process for each person oh yeah that's so sweet we love that so what about your current career path is so fulfilling or it brings Mm -hmm. you happiness yeah so I mean it's definitely worth it honestly even of course the engagements and the marriages are exciting when you hear those things Mm. Um, and we've you know throughout the company had a lot of success with that but even I'll pick up my phone the next morning and they'll say, he's exactly what I was looking for. I had the best first date. We're going on a second date. And even that is just as exciting to me because, um, you know, you get a lot of those sprinkled in there. And even like I got um, a text the other day that they're going on a sixth date. And so that's really moving forward really quickly. Um, I think those little things are what keep you going. And then I said this before, but I really do love walking into a meeting, not knowing who I'm going to meet. And pretty much always I walk away from that meeting being like I'm that person was awesome like Mm -hmm. I'm really glad I met that person they may not be right for the person I was meeting them for or whatever but I found something that I could connect with them on Mm -hmm. um and it's really it's crazy how similar um and things you have in common with people that you wouldn't know otherwise so that's really what I like about it is like people can be nervous even to sit down with you and for me it's a win Whenever they say, you know, I was really nervous, I didn't know what to expect, but, like, you were great, you made me feel comfortable, I'm excited to meet whoever, um, Mm -hmm. and they feel good about it. Yeah, you get to meet so many new people. So many. Yeah. (laughs) So many, yeah. Yeah. That's a really great way to connect with other Mm -hmm. people. And do you have any advice for someone who might be unhappy with their job? Yeah. I mean, I think, obviously, I was in a situation before, which it's finding the common theme of what you like because mm-hmm. clearly you're drawn to things for a reason. So everything that I did, like there, I remember even in my interview with Three Day Roll, I mentioned like, you know, people probably don't see this, but actually what I'm doing right now to me seems very similar. Um, so kind of finding what you do like, which for me was connecting with people and kind of coaching them and, and hearing their what they're vulnerable about and nervous about and all of those things and making them feel better and de-escalating them and all of those things. Um, and then I think be open mm-hmm. to different things because if I saw that, that was not really, you know, I didn't graduate college and say that I was going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, but I kept an open mind. I went through the interview and it wasn't forcing it at all. Like yeah. it, it really did pique my interest and it was exciting. And mm-hmm. so go for different things like that. Um, if there, as long as there is still like really a piece that is true to kind of what you've always been interested in. Mm-hmm. 
I hope everyone listening to this will follow suit in what you yeah, did. Yeah, it really, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference. And for me, and I think a lot of people, it's, you can still be in a corporate job, but there are some jobs where you do have the chance to help people. And I yeah. think, I mean, who doesn't love doing that? It's it's yeah. really just makes you feel good. And, and I want to make people also, like, feel happy and, and more confident in which what this is, is dating. That's so awesome. I, I think you may have covered a little bit of this next question, but I just want to ask what you would define as career happiness. I mean, I obviously there's highs and lows with every job. Yeah. Um, and there are days, right, like sometimes people don't want to go to work. That's I don't think that's kind of what career happiness is. But if you can be happy with and, and proud of what you do, there are highs and lows with this, too. Um, but at the end of each day, like there's still something that happened, whether it be a good date, whether it be an engagement, whether it be a client who, you know, maybe didn't find someone, but said they learned a ton and they want to continue with me. Those little things at the end of each day make me proud and make me happy. And, and when I do talk to people about dating, I'm still just as into it and as enthusiastic as I was pumping my college friends up for dates. Um, so I think that's a big piece too, is like, if you still have the passion and the enthusiasm behind it, you're going to have good and bad days. But if you're proud of what you're doing and you do believe in it and that what you're saying can make a difference and, you know, there's some oomph behind what you're doing and you're not just going through the motions, then to me, that's being happy with what you're doing. That's awesome. And I also wanted to ask, was there like a specific moment or maybe a client that you had where you just realized that this was the fulfillment in a career that you were looking for? I think in the beginning, everyone who starts with us, you know, it's like you don't really train to do this. It's hard. You, you do, but it's hard to really be like, okay, I've finished training. I'm going to be a great matchmaker. There's so many other aspects that go into it. And so I think it was realizing that I did actually have the soft skills that it takes, which is like being social, making people feel comfortable, being able to give feedback in a way that people took well and felt good about it um, and make people feel positive and excited about the experience. So I think it was just like a slow burn, um, not really one moment, but like a slow burn to realizing that at least I was... Um, of course, having success in a lot of aspects, but people were enjoying the process and I was enjoying like working with them mm -hmm. as well. So I just have like a, a fun question now. Mm -hmm. Do you think all of your friends go to you for love advice? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I am constantly texting my friends about yeah. things. And then even like so more recently, they'll send me things. I'll send this whole thing because now at this point, it's second nature. We're giving advice all the time. You know, we have our go-tos that we really believe in and that we really feel works. And so I'll rattle off one of those things and they'll be like, whoa, you really are good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Boston. So a lot of my friends from Boston will email and text and um, like ask my opinion on things, but also like my fiance's sisters and things like that. And our friends in New York will come over and like be like, okay, so here's the situation I'm in. What do you think? And I still like giving my opinion. Um, I always say like, really, I think it's because I'm nosy, but I also do like to help. And 
I don't like to help with everything and every facet of life, but I do like helping in the love department, and I always have. So yeah, yeah. we'll make sure to text you next time we have definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I have one final thing I wanted to okay. ask, just in terms of if there's any stories or experiences, mm-hmm. with maybe like a specific time where you gave advice. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just, like, one story that really sticks out in your mind as either being extremely mm-hmm. successful or just, like, a fun story mm-hmm. that you think um, yeah. you want to share, yeah. I think there's, like, one thing, and it's my advice that I give all the time, and it really has, listen, and I always say this, like, it's not always true, but a lot of the times it is. And so for me, I always say, um, the advice that I always give is, well, there's two, <laughs> that my clients will be like, you always say this, and I'm like, well, it's true, um, is... That people are not always packaged the way you expected. And so for me, what's been fun to kind of realize is when people are not, are hesitant to go on those dates. Um, And you can hear that and totally understand where they're coming from. But you can explain why you think maybe they should kind of change what they've been going after. And um, what's great is when that works out and, you know, they compliment them in a different way that no one ever had before. In terms of, you know, how the relationship kind of just works and their chemistry and things like that. Um, And then another thing I always say is keep it light. So in dates, especially like even the first, second, third, um, you know, I always say don't get into really deep, dark stories. (laughs) Um, I'm like, if it starts to go there, like just answer quick and volley the question back um, to your date. And I think seeing... Since this is a process, you can see a client, you know, through a first date with a first match. And you can see it go well generally, but you can hear that feedback that maybe got too deep too fast or things like that. And you can say, let's take this feedback and learn from it and go into the second date. And so what I like is that you can see the growth through this process because it is you work together for a while. Um, And you can see that if they, you know... Keep in mind to keep it light and keep saying that over and over again that maybe they get that second date because it was like playful and it was fun and it was exciting and that's how dating in the beginning should be. You already know from us that, you know, they want to have kids and all of those things. So it's like go and have fun, keep it light, enjoy getting to know them and don't look for a reason to why they're out. I think people do that too much. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Becky, for staying down you. with us and just sharing your story. It was really awesome to Thanks. Hear. It was fun. It was really awesome. I think you definitely showed the message of our podcast, which is to follow your dreams and find something that makes you happy. Welcome to The Debrief, where we discuss our own perspectives on the interview and apply some of our own experiences and background to the conversation. What do you think of that? That was so good. I think it was just so insightful. So what were some misconceptions or just conceptions of the career that you had before the interview? Yeah, so before the interview, I had all these like preconceptions of what a professional matchmaker entails. And to be honest, they were all based on the reality shows that I would watch on <laughs> Lifetime. Like, you know the show Married at First Sight? No, I don't think I've heard of it. Oh, so basically these couples just meet on their wedding day for the first time based on like their physical preferences and their personality preferences. And I thought that professional matchmakers would consider the batch of applicants that they had and then they would set up these couple and they would automatically meet and connect without any prefixes. But I learned that from Becky, she mentioned that it's not a blind date at all. And in fact, 
it's the human touch that Becky has and all these other matchmakers that makes relationships more balanced and clean because Becky's there to provide human feedback on what you're missing out on or what you can improve on. And I found out it's not just how to date better, but it's also a way to improve your communication skills, your interpersonal skills, and really to boost your confidence, which was really interesting to me. I think I would agree. I think Becky really introduced what the matchmaking industry was so well. Mm. Similar to a lot of the past interviews, I really didn't know what to expect when I heard a professional matchmaker. Um, And I think as part of Gen Z, for both of us probably, just the integration of online dating apps. And what was interesting was just to know that matchmakers aren't actually against having the apps, that Mm. there's no competition. Because I I know Becky mentioned that it's really a combination of these things, that the matchmakers themselves actually use the apps and the information on the apps to uh, better curate possible matches for their clients. So I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. Um, In addition to everything you also said. No, yeah, exactly. That's one thing that struck out to me because I thought that being a handmade matchmaker would be against these digital technologies like Tinder, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, because I also watched other reality shows like Catfish. So those are social phenomenons that would come out of online dating. So having a professional matchmaker who clearly knows the other person well and, you know, pre-cursing all these identification and information to the other person, I think, makes you more prepared and more ready for the date. I think one of the main takeaways for me um, and what really struck me in Becky's journey was that she actually mentioned at the beginning that this wasn't necessarily the job that she knew she wanted to do. But once she heard it, it all fit mm. like it was all perfect. And uh, she really just knew. So based on all her past experiences and even deeper than that, just her skill set was so fitting to becoming a professional matchmaker and even when she was describing it it almost felt as if she was describing her journey of being matched make to the right job if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah and finding nice her love in the career mm, love that and also the bigger picture i think what i learned was the progression of women's roles in society she mentioned that almost all the matchmakers were women in three-day rule and usually the social norms for females is that They should stay home and find a husband who is, you know, the breadwinner and supports them financially. But now in terms of relationships, we can see a lot of women who work in three-day rule. You know, they have this autonomy to set up these relationships. This type of control and dominance in the field of relationships can be seen on the women's side now, which is timely considering, you know, the wave of feminist movements we see today. How did you think this interview related to any personal experiences that you've had? As far as how this helped me personally is... I think just how to find a common theme with what I liked. So Becky, she said when she looked back at all her past experiences, she could find some sort of common thread Mm -hmm. that um, showed that she was good at listening to people. She was good at giving people advice. She was good at teaching and understanding because she had roles in communicative disorders. Yeah. what she said, communicative sciences and disorders. So um, I think being able to find a common thread and working into a job path that you like with the skill sets that are matched for that specific job is, I think, something that I can really resonate with in Mm -hmm. terms of um, I shouldn't be looking at the labels of the jobs. I should be looking at what exactly the job is and what excites me and then just keeping an open mind, Mm kind of similar to what Becky was saying. Interesting. I need a Becky in my life, a professional (laughs) wing woman, she said, right? Yes, (laughs) yes. I think we all need Beckys in our lives. I know. (laughs) So if you want to find out more about Becky and 3-Day Rule, check out 3dayrule.com. If you want to find out more about this program or listen to previous episodes, check us out on Spotify or SoundCloud at So What Do You Do? 
or on our Instagram at SWDYDpodcast. If you want to get to know us more, follow us on Instagram at Ariana and at It's Just Joanna. Thank you so much for tuning in to So What Do You Do? I'm Joanna Yamakami. And I'm Arnell Ariana. Join us again next week for another episode.